0: You already know that Illegal Pete's makes delicious, mission-style Mexican food.
1: But did you know that Illegal Pete's uses its marketing funds to support Colorado creative talent that we love?
0: We support the Denver Diatribe podcast, the Grawlix Comedy Showcase, Rocky Mountain Roller Girls, the Yellow Designs BMX stunt team, Apex Movement Parkour team, the Underground Music Showcase, and more.
1: We even have our own record label, The Greater Than Collective, with albums by The Epilogues, Snake Rattle Rattle, Rattlesnake, Esme Patterson, Ian Cook, and comedian Ben Roy. And a starving artist program that feeds out-of-town bands traveling in Colorado for free.
2: Illegal Pete's. We're more than just a restaurant.
1: So, let us put our food
2: and music and comedy and sports
1: inside you, please. Please.
0: Denver, Denver,
3: I'm from Denver, 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 I'm from
0: Denver, 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 I'm from Denver, 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 I'm from Denver, 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 I'm Denver, I'm I'm I'm
1: I'm I'm Hello and welcome to the Denver Diatribe, a weekly podcast of news, culture, and stuff as it pertains to Denver, Colorado, the most ceremonious city north of Monument. I couldn't think of another one, another city name. I know. Sorry, (laughs) another city name that sounds ceremonious. Doesn't monument sound ceremonious? All right. Anyway, I'm Ron Doyle. Joining me today at Daniels and Fisher Clock Tower are co-hosts Vanessa Martinez. Good morning, Vanessa.
4: Good morning, Ron.
1: Uh, Josh Johnson. Good morning, Josh.
2: I'm nodding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can't nod on the podcast. And also joining this morning our Kevin O'Brien. We'll have him come on in a little bit. He's over there drinking his his milky white coffee. That's right. Uh, he got the he got the light and sweet. He got the light and sweet. And uh, he he's a local comic and host of These Things Matter podcast. Uh, and uh, our very special guest, Esme Patterson. Good morning, Esme.
0: Good morning.
1: Uh, This week uh, new skin for the old ceremony We're peeling back the skin on the trend of art as activism going solo without breaking up Symphony synergy lady gangster rap party music versus emotional outlets and surviving the denver creative scene But first the newsy bits. Are you gonna make a joke about the new skin for the old ceremony? No, okay. All right. I'm shaking my head (laughs) We're not going to talk about sex or Leonard Cohen in this entire podcast. Oh, I'm just kidding. Well, maybe I was, we will. We'll I will see. I was, I was, Those
0: yeah. are the only things you I were was planning? prepared to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to talk about anything else.
1: <laughs> well, uh, let's let's go through a couple newsy bits here. Uh, Denver, uh, screw you, Fromers. Uh, I I don't know if you remember. A couple weeks ago, I I uh, hated on Fromers the tour uh, the. Uh, tourism the guidebook company for having a list of the 20 greatest cities for beer and did not include denver on that list but uh denver was ranked number two for crack uh as no mm-hmm. for beer uh, number two best beer city in the world by usa today and then it was also listed in the top five in america by gq magazine so hip hip hooray uh, that's just a little nod to the fact that Denver Beer Week is going on right now and Great American Beer Festival. There's an extra 50,000 people in town just to drink beer, which I think is pretty crazy. Uh, Colorado-based Dish Network uh, has new plans for its buyout brand, Blockbuster. I, I, this is the first moment I've sort of fully realized Blockbuster is a Colorado brand now. As
4: of like last year, right? As what, of what's as...
1: blockbuster? <laughs> <laughs> well, Josh, uh, in the olden days, when you wanted to watch a film, you would have to go somewhere and sit and look at a big screen, or you could go and buy these little plastic rings. They, they were sort of like coasters, and then you the would, one true ring, the one true <laughs> ring to to rule them all. Uh, you would go borrow these from the store and then take it back.
2: And it was and what if you brought it back not when they wanted?
1: <laughs> well, they well see, in the early days, they would charge you for that. They would charge you. But then later on, they became very generous because their business model was failing. And they were like, no, nah, just keep it as long as you want.
2: It's fine. Just bring so it they're back. So really, they're a Colorado brand? Have they always been a Colorado no, brand? No. Uh,
1: they were bought by Dish Network for $320 million. Why uh, would
2: anybody buy them? Uh, they well here's Just the, let them die on the side of the road already. <laughs> Well, here's what like they were hoping. Should. Dish Network had
1: a grand plan uh, to uh, use Blockbuster and all of their connections to begin a service where you could buy these little devices. It'd be like a pocket TV where you could stream movies to this device wirelessly, mm-hmm. uh, and inst- and then also for wireless streaming, so they could go head to head with Netflix. Okay. Uh, they have run into lots of problems uh, getting this approved. Uh, Getting permission to use their satellite uh, access for this sort of service, uh, they're very concerned that it's going to interrupt things like GPS because it's just it, it's going to overwhelm the system. Yeah. And uh, so now they're saying they're going to do something different with Blockbuster. And my question is, what? What the heck are they going to do with Blockbuster now? They don't know. They've they've ditched. They used to be oh nine thousand stores worldwide. Uh, and they're down to about 900. Yeah. Uh, only in rural areas where they're still actually needed, because people have dial-up.
0: And Netflix is like Google in that it's a verb now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like in people's minds of like, oh, just Netflix that.
1: Just Netflix it. Yep. So. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be almost impossible. Them. I don't. I think really what happened is that they realized they can't compete with Netflix. And so now they're like, okay, what are we gonna do? They could theoretically just sell off all the stores, and they would turn a profit on the deal. Yeah, right. Uh, but Don't they
4: have boxes? too, like Redbox? I'm pretty sure I've they tried that, but
2: to... I've I haven't seen one for.
1: They wanted to go in cahoots with uh, Redbox and Coinstar, but they lost out on that deal because Verizon beat them to the punch.
2: Yeah, hmm. Blockbuster's just it just needs to go away. You think it just needs to go away? It's horrible. It was always horrible. But now it's our baby, Josh. <laughs> even, even when it was the only way to get a movie, you still hated it. You yeah, still I kind of did. You would walk in and you'd be like, mm, you're making me do this. Making me do I this. Worked this I worked at a
4: blockbuster in high school. You did? Yeah, for two months. It was awful.
2: Yeah, I can't imagine. <laughs>
0: Hmm. Really, I hmm. love Blockbuster. I, you I loved liked, so every I time did. you
2: pulled up in front of a Blockbuster to rent a movie, you, yeah. you would feel well, a rise. We,
0: we never got to. We didn't even have a VCR growing up. Oh. So you used to be able to rent a VCR. Yeah. Yeah. Remember that big right. yellow that's thing, right. like, and you had to adjust the color, and it was like it was crazy. And I just have fond memories of it. I, lo- I did. Liked you
4: t- did. You return your movies on time? I mean, probably. Uh,
0: <laughs> I don't know. I have no memories. I have bad memories, Your I think,
4: as well as Josh break. does because we didn't return our movies. I, no. used
2: to, I used to have to tour through Blockbusters. I'd be like, that one I'm 86 from. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. basically you could, it used to be you could run up like a huge tab at one. Yeah, And it wasn't national, so then you can go yes, to the next that's one. That's right. That's true, but that's, they caught yeah. on to that it was, Yeah, by the end, I was going to Loveland from Fort <laughs> Collins.
0: That's how I am with libraries. I can't go back to the Boulder Public Library. Uh, <laughs> no.
1: You're not missing much. Ever. It's okay. Uh, yeah, um, Experimental Starbucks in Arvada. The uh, Starbucks company, we're drinking some Starbucks
2: this morning. A lovely little cafe you found. I did. It's, it's like, on 16th Street Mall. It appears to be very popular with the locals. <laughs>
1: Uh, interesting. Well, they um, uh, <laughs> Starbucks, you know, there was a time uh, before Starbucks uh, where you couldn't go into these frou-frou coffee shops and have, you know, big dark uh, leather couches and sit about and mooch off free Wi-Fi and have your office there. Um, and Starbucks is trying to sort of move back to that model. They've decided people don't really care about the experience. They just want their coffee. We've made them addicts and now we can enjoy it. So what they're, they're starting to experiment with are these modular stores, these very small spaces, uh, that are basically drive through and walk up, uh, very similar to sort of like good times, uh, the good times, uh, restaurants here in Colorado, you can drive through, get your coffee. You can walk up to the window, get your coffee, but there's no seating or anything like that. And, but they're they're saying this is a new experiment in architectural design by putting all this fancy stuff on the outside. Yeah,
2: because they have drive-through. Basic. Alright, so on Santa Fe, there's one. Yes.
4: But this it, this one, there is no seating at all inside.
2: There's no seating in no, the. No, Santa Fe. In Santa Fe. Oh. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, it's got drive-through on either side, and that's it. And that's it. Yeah.
0: Didn't they just go through that big lawsuit about the lady spilling the coffee in her lap? Though?
2: Everybody goes through that lawsuit. They went through you one know? too. I know
1: McDonald's, McDonald's did, that. did. Yeah. 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 Like
0: Starbucks did too. You You think that they're like, oh, we just did this lawsuit. Let's make this much more readily available, and so people can't sit down and they're on probably that note,
1: there. That's the reason why. Is that that, note, that's okay, probably the right, reason right. why. I
2: have to ask that you put. Your top on your coffee. <laughs> I'm
0: glad that you said Esme has coffee. removed
1: her recycled cardboard sleeve. She's living dangerously and the this morning. Top.
0: No, I did. Let me just – I got to be free. <laughs> so Arvada is the bellwether for uh, – Arvada for the- is
1: this test, test site where they're testing this new modular design. And what they're going to do, they'll have it's, – it's basically a tough shed. Where they sell coffee, but it's a gorgeous tough shed.
2: It looks like a a Swedish tough
1: shed. It's a (laughs) tough shed where they covered, they surrounded it in. I I think they said it was like old weathered fencing from Wyoming. It was the snow fencing. Yeah, snow fencing. That's right. Uh, Yeah, this beautiful snow fencing from Wyoming, and they're trying to make it gorgeous, and they want them all to be LEED certified, uh, which shouldn't be that hard for a tough shed. I, (laughs) (laughs) um, I think it's really just a facade that they're trying to cut costs, and I don't. I don't. By that, this is some new des- design experiment. Uh, am I? Am I just being? No, I agree because, I, like, I,
2: like I said, it's you know the same model essentially without the beautiful design exists already. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, and it seems like they're going contrary to what they started as, which is kind of like the culture-based. Yes. You know, gourmet sure. coffee thing of it's so the coffee shop and coffee the, cof- house the coffee, the coffee house. Yes. Which is totally the Seattle aspect of it. And it seems like they're just going like, he, we're, here's your product, give us your money, get out of here. Yeah, get, get
4: your And it's Arvada, too, so it's not very like ur- walkable, urban-friendly. Like, this is It's a suburban experiment. Yeah. Right. It's kind of like, you know, Taco Bell is doing this, too, in Colorado.
1: Oh, really? In
4: uh, Commerce City, they've just opened um, their new experimental restaurant, which has free Wi-Fi. Oh. So they're kind of going, maybe they want to be the new Starbucks.
1: That would be cool. I would go to Taco Bell for... Uh... Cafe con, con leche. For, for my coffice. <laughs> <laughs> Cafe con leche, I yeah, wonder exactly. if they're going to
4: have those. They should. They might as taco. well. They've got a new menu, you know, because they've got the celebrity chef.
0: Oh, and the Dorito taco. Oh, I got a hangover from that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have horrible I, the next day. My,
1: uh, my wife hates Taco Bell, so I haven't eaten there in
2: years. I ate there yeah. for lunch yesterday. Did
1: you really? How's it, how's it doing? Is it about the same? What you yeah. would expect?
2: Basically you can order anything at Taco Bell and it's only a texture change.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> cuz the flavors It's is all the same. ingredients, same oh ingredients. God. Yes.
4: A lot of chain restaurants are like that.
2: It's 100% true. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. but basically my Starbucks uh synopsis is it's a PR move. We're talking about it, other people will talk about it, mm-hmm. but it's basically
4: Right. You're going to go to Starbucks. Yeah. Give us a reason
2: for people
1: to talk about Starbucks. God bless them. Well, I'm glad I'm glad they decided to try the experiment in Colorado so we can talk about it first. Um, (laughs) Speaking of things that go along nicely with Taco Bell, uh, we've got to talk about bathroom, like a toilet. Uh, No, (laughs) dive bars. We've got to talk about dive bars. Uh, There's been some big news for dive bars this week. Um, First, uh, Rock Bar, uh, the, the infamous Rock Bar, was denied its liquor license. They extended it for only a month until uh, the first uh, first week of November. So the employees Adam, can find other jobs. So the employees can find other jobs, exactly. But otherwise, uh, Rock Bar is, is as good as done. Um, and uh, the more popular, um, less contentious Lancer Lounge, which has been in business for 45 years, uh, has just been closed. It was initially posed that they were just going out of business because they couldn't afford to, their lease. Uh, but then the very next day, there was a notice uh, sign on the door uh, saying it had been seized by the IRS for, back tax, for failure to pay taxes.
2: Yeah, they weren't paying their landlord. They weren't paying their landlord. And they also weren't paying the, the IRS. B- their bigger landlord. The big, the, yeah, the big landlord. Well,
0: I can't understand how they could make money charging $2 for like – you'd order a shot of whiskey and they'd pour it in a pint glass. Yeah, right? It's like, there's no way they're making money on that. Yeah, right?
1: I, I completely agree. I mean, the, but so the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because there was a lot, I mean, huge, huge reaction to this. People got really riled up. I mean, not not so much about Rock Bar. The, right. the general response to Rock Bar was, yeah, that place sucks. Goodbye. Good riddance. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, our co-host, Jared, uh, Jared Mayer, he did want to bring up the fact that it seems a little suspicious that... Uh, El Diablo, about a month ago, uh, had some liquor licensing issues. And the same owner, which also owns Rock Bar, is now having liquor licensing issues here. So Jared wants to know, who did he piss off uh, to make all this go down? Uh, because it doesn't really make a lot of sense why they're being denied their liquor license. There hasn't been a lot of clarification on the reasons
2: why. Uh, wasn't Rock Bar, wasn't it serving minors? Or
1: I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'll be honest and say
2: yeah, I don't sure. know either.
4: That's usually something, though, if you serve minors, you get shut down I think right, right away. Yeah, right. It's mm-hmm. not something where they're like, oh, we'll let you stay open so your employees can get another job. Mm-mm. It's like if you can stay open after the 30 days that you're shut down, then you reopen yeah, you're and right. that's
1: it. Mm. So. I'm assuming it's something in relation to the fact that they pour ridiculous drinks and they're irresponsible about the way they're serving their customers. And, and then also... It, that doesn't
4: it, make sense for El Diablo, though, in sketch. Uh,
1: no, it doesn't. It doesn't make sense for that at all. Uh, so, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see. I'm sure Jared will want to bring it up and talk about it more. El Diablo... Uh, the rock bar is not closed just yet, so I will probably bring it up again. Um, <laughs> but I did want to talk about this. It, people were upset about the Lancer Lounge because they're saying the dive bar is dead. The dive bar is going away. Oh, dive bar. Does, As really, a genre... As a genre, and that that it's being replaced with a lodo that that all that's coming back is a bunch of lodo garbage mm-hmm. uh, and I, do you think that's true no. no I don't think that's true at all mm. i I completely disagree with that statement.
0: I, I mean, I think that in that there are certain businesses that are recession proof and some certain businesses that thrive in a recession, and I think cheap drinks are important for morale <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> And yeah. it's just like I think that those two bars are good examples of badly run businesses.
1: Yeah, they were just. I think they were missed. I think it, this is an example of poor management. It's also very presumptuous to say that the Lancer Lounge is now gone, because you know somebody's going to snatch it up and open it under the same name. Who knows? Unless, although it is, it is flanked by two Frank Bonanno, uh restaurants.
2: So there's a lot of talk that he's going to take expand that space, into it. expand mm-hmm. into it, or start up his own. I'm just glad that uh, uh, faux dive bar. That they didn't jump on the trend of, of businesses starting Kickstarter campaigns.
1: Yeah, right. Save us with Save Kickstarter.
2: Us. We only need $150,000 in 30 days.
0: <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that just for artistic projects? No, I mean, no. There's, I've seen businesses
2: it? that are poorly – and I'm not going to name any names <laughs> out of fairness. But I've seen poorly managed businesses that need uh, capital to invest hmm. will do a Kickstarter campaign crazy
4: well there's also lots of other kickstarter like you know which
2: one i'm talking about
4: yes yeah um there are also other kickstarter like um uh sites out there that that are do the same thing community funded there's right. i don't know how they're all kind of taking at some, some kind Fort of
2: collins game. isn't it
4: um i think it's, I think it's is Fort it collins just for collins yeah. oh that's interesting yeah huh.
1: hmm. all right well i i personally think uh the dive bar is just fine i think so too uh Star Bar is still around. Squire Lounge. Squire Rosamia. Lounge. Rosamia will be there
4: reopened, I believe. Rosamia.
1: Yep. Uh, four four wheel club open back up.
0: The P S lounge. Is the P S lounge.
1: lounge. Kinga's.
0: Oh, Kinga's, yes. is, the no
2: Kinga's is in isn't a dive bar.
0: It, it is a classy place. It, it looks is. like a scene from. It looks like the scene from the movie Clue, but there's Polish beer. <laughs> <Right>. It's <laughs> awesome. I love that yeah. place. And pickled
2: mm. vodka. Pickled yes. vodka and mm-hmm. uh, chaser radish
4: salt. vodka. Yeah. schnitzel. and
2: schnitzel
0: and, schnitzel, and, they do, and yeah. excellent pierogi. Yes.
1: yes. Yeah. So, it, do we have any other dive bars that we want to point out that are they're notable and Kevin adorable? And Ray, do you have a dive bar? Lions Lair. Lion's, Lions Lair, Lair. Lair is oh. a great
2: example, Kevin. Yeah. yeah. Mortalized uh, by Slim Cessna. I
1: also wanted to point out that I think one of the big arguments people were saying there's there's not anywhere to get a real drink in Denver anymore real drink it, what do a they real mean drink by that? and then i asked what does that mean could you clarify and their clarification was well there's nowhere there's no other bar that's going to have the same diversity as Lancer Lounge like that has nothing to do with the drinking Basically their idea of a great bar experience is where there are barflies and drug addicts in the space with yeah, you.
0: You want to see someone oh, throw up the in their, their own shoes. So
1: you get to feel very urban. And I, you know, my my argument was you can go to Aurora, you can go a little further north or a little further west or a little further east you will get that experience. You will get as divey as they come. But the folks that are complaining about dive bars closing would never go to those bars. They would never
2: walk down no. Colfax. Right. They would never, yeah. they Knob would Hill. never go Knob east. Hill. Go
4: to Knob Hill. They That's
2: would right. never go east of Colorado. Or the Knob Hill serves you a margarita with a Corona in it, chilling. And it's like four bucks.
4: <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, I love that place actually. So yeah,
1: I mean, I it's very bizarre to me that that's that's what they're saying they're missing. They they're missing the experience of being mixed in a in a very urban setting with
2: folks that they wouldn't normally get to rub elbows
1: with. But that's like with.
2: it's like slumming.
0: Yeah, that's gross. Yeah, that's, that's
2: I what mean, they're going their for. desire for you know what the grittiness, I guess, of of a dive bar.
1: Because they want to, f- they want to feel. Yeah, like but they, the thing is, something. is they want it to
2: be a dive bar and they want other hipsters around. If you actually go out to the outskirts to a, a, to a, a real dive bar, a real dive, they're not going to enjoy it because they can't be seen at a dive bar.
1: Right. Interesting. Good point. It's
2: slumming. It's slumming. It's slumming. Yeah,
1: they're not at the Dirty Duck on Evans. <laughs> Right. They're not at the Dirty Duck or the on The Cordial Colorado
0: Lounge. <laughs> Next to the Casa Bonita.
1: Oh right golly, that's a place. A cordial, yeah, the wow. Cordial you Lounge. You've never been to the Cordial. No, it's a great name. Oh
0: man, that's why I started smoking menthols.
4: <laughs> 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 that's true. <laughs> that's a true story. All right. That's definitely Corrible. a dive. Go there. Go there. Rocky Flats Lounge. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's great. I love that. The Rocky that
2: Flats place. Lounge is is should be on some national registry.
0: hmm <laughs> They have a fish fry. Yeah, every Wednesday. Wow. Yeah, Wisconsin, every Wednesday? A Wisconsin style fish fry. All the wow.
1: Green Bay Packer <laughs> awesome. fans go out there. Not just mm-hmm. during Lent. Yeah. No, nope,
0: not bar. just during Lent. Mom. I like
2: the Midwestern uh, tradition of having uh, meat raffles at bars. What? Have you ever Oh, well, they this? give away, yes. You they have. give away meat. Yeah, yeah. Meat yeah. yeah, it's awesome. like, you know, it's like a pound, uh, five pounds of venison raffle. Oh. And so you buy <laughs> into the raffle when you're sitting drinking at the bar, and somebody wins five pounds of venison to put in their. <laughs> Chest freezer. Isn't it awesome? Yes.
1: Speaking of venison, we we don't have time to talk about this, but I do want to point out, folks, if you want to see some new skin being created, go go Google a video. Go Google 2012 Buffalo Bill Downhill Blood Spill. Oh, my God. 2012 Buffalo Bill Downhill Blood Spill. This is a longboard skateboarding race down Lookout Mountain in Golden. And this year, it happened at the end of September, a, a skateboarder got uh, accosted by a deer. A deer came careening across the road right into, a, into the skateboarder. And the skateboarder, to to sort of stop himself, had to tackle the deer. It's a pretty epic video. It's had like 1.3 million views. And uh, Denver Egotist was was suggesting that it was a, a trick. It was all a scam uh, to support colorado tourism which i think is ridiculous um, i don't it's know gonna, how where's I'm the to evidence colorado, colorado to because deer run out because of you. because a deer with mange attacks you when you're riding your skateboard yeah that come doesn't to seem colorado. You. <laughs> colorado. where deers
2: want hugs
1: <laughs> so but but do please by all means go go check out the video it's really fun to watch and, and watch all the other videos of this downhill blood spill race it's unbelievable how fast these guys are going on skateboards mm. really Crazy, crazy stuff. Um, all right. Well, that's, that's about it for Newsy Bits. Listeners, if you ever want to share a news story with us, rant about something we said, or shower us with gifts of craft beer growlers and growlicks tickets, please leave a comment on denverdiatribe.com, like us on Facebook, or drop a line at 720-282-YELL. Uh, I wanted to give a quick <laughs> shout-out to Jennifer Simmons, one of our Facebook fans. Uh, she She won the drawing. So she get we're gonna send out uh a copy of the epilogue's new album and uh some some illegal pete's entree goodies to her. So Ooh. congratulations, Jennifer Simmons. Um We first, made her year. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's set. She's happy now. Yeah. Uh hopefully I can actually contact her. Facebook's a little weird about Facebook pages talking to human beings. We'll see how that goes. Um so uh Let's let's get on to our first deep topic. Kevin Kevin, can I have you come over come over here, Kevin.
2: Yeah, sorry we don't have another mic, Kevin. I'm you know, sure you had, had lots of thoughtful things to say during We've the had Kevin dates.
1: lingering off to the side here. Yeah, so. what
3: was the deal? I thought I was the authority on dive bars. I'm clearly I'm a struggling stand up comedian. I'm only hanging That's, on cold. That is true all the time.
1: That is true. Well, give us what's. What are some of your favorite? Other than Lions Lair, what are some of your favorite? They're all drivers? closed now.
3: That's the problem. They're all closed. <laughs> they all closed down, and then they re. I don't care, honestly. No. i do, I do. I did take issue with you guys referring to 404 still being around because that to me is dead. Like, you think it's, it's dead? And it is dead. It is, it, it is it the is lamest dead. fucking place now. If you go over into like what used to be like the the dining area they just gutted it and put in Big Buck Hunter that's not that's, that's not right. the 404 that I and it's next
0: door to the sex club too
3: yeah
2: the the uh, swingers club yeah. the swingers club moved we covered
3: that Oh, did it yeah yeah oh, really? oh, okay. oh yeah. yeah. I got it. Yeah, but I, I'm glad that we all knew there was a swingers club right
1: behind the dive yeah, bar. <laughs> there is. I mean, made. you can swing in the alley. I'm sure. I'm allowing but, yeah. 404 to continue because 404 continues to have the same sketchy characters drinking there. They never left. Yeah. And so by if the definition of a dive bar is the clientele, uh, the the 404 is still alive and well. Uh, but still you, broed out it, a little bit, though. You it's, think it's broed it's, out?
3: It's broed out a little bit. We'll I get to, what you're saying. We'll have
1: to tell. We'll have to tell uh, Brad Evans. Uh, <laughs> give give him that uh, that opinion but they have a they have a new comedy uh, night right uh,
2: yeah yeah everybody on, has on a comedy nights. night yeah
3: do you <laughs> do, have one who does can i get 5 my, minutes I'm in my in my time. living
2: room you can all right yes. do you pay um uh, louis ck is going to open up for you on netflix okay <laughs> tough <laughs> act to follow to <laughs> yeah. be honest yeah but i i only i only start and stop in the middle of his bits so and then know, I finish it's them? really confusing it ends up paid by numbers comedy yeah sure yeah.
1: Okay, well, let's uh, – so my question is, is, is philanthropy the new face of art? Um, is, I've noticed this trend going on. I, you know, we've got, we've got Kevin here because he, he has something special to plug uh, that's near and dear to all of our hearts. Um, but I also want to – let's just get that – we'll sure. do it at the beginning yeah, and we'll do yeah. it in. So tell, tell – give plug. us
3: uh, – I'm performing uh, this Saturday uh, right next to the Lotos Bar & Grill. With the Grapes of Rad, which is Adam Caton Holland, Andrew Orbital, Ben Roy, Andy Jewett produces the show. TJ Miller is headlining the show. Wow. And it is a benefit uh, for my girlfriend, also a fellow stand up comedian, sketch performer, improver, uh, Mara Wiles. Former guest of the show. Former as guest well. of the show, right. friend of the show, I'm sure you would say. Whose glasses I still have, by the way. Really? Tell her I, I apologize. W- do you have them on, you know, no, uh, we would both look pretty good if I could come. The back black this ones. Process. Yeah. When she <laughs> all were... the black ones.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mara, Mara uh, was one of our guests, uh, while we were homeless and we were still looking for a space, a recording sp- space. So we Exiled. went, we were in exile. We were at the refugee camp that is Josh's apartment. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, she recorded there with Chris Charpentier. So yeah, we're doing a benefit. You're doing a benefit for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, to to help help her pay for the the rising costs of having a new kidney which is yeah. always tricky tricky stuff and it it's, it sounds like it's going to be a really good show. Oh yeah. I'm a little concerned. Can you can you tell me do you think uh there's going to be trouble getting space cuz there are a lot of people yeah. on Facebook that have said yes. So and right I, now uh I want to get in and I want to know how. Tell for me. From what
3: I've you. heard so far there is uh, 200 seats in the venue um, and I think they've already sold over half those tickets in 5 days. They're fifteen dollars. There is a website which I don't know what it is right now, but I'll probably put a link to that online somewhere. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, we can link to it. Uh, and also, you know, we're all on Facebook and stuff like that. But yep. it is uh, grapes of rad comedy, and uh, if you search that, you can get tickets on there. But it's fifteen dollars. But it is. It will probably sell out within the next day or so. Okay. I recommend getting tickets beforehand.
1: So get tickets right away. You can also just find Andy Jewett or Kevin O'Brien or Mara and and stuff uh, bills into their. Underwear, and they will accept that as well.
3: I, that's been before and after this show. I will always <laughs> accept bills stuffed into in my underpants.
1: So, uh, so this is an example of a benefit. Es, Esme, I, I,
2: you've done benefits before. You've done benefit concerts, oh, right?
0: Oh yeah. I mean, I'm in a folk band. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so you guys need a benefit? <laughs> no, yeah, that not. was our—that's our joke—is
0: that we, we we really do need a benefit, but we always play benefits for other people.
2: You, you do a benefit
1: uh, for for other people, uh, and it is is this the new bake sale, or is this something that just sort of comes out of being an artist? Do you feel? You have these strong emotions, you want to take care of people, you want to take care of your community, so you do these things. I mean, T.J. Miller is also, the same night, he's doing a very, a much more expensive benefit show uh, to raise funds uh, for the ballot measures 3A and 3B, mm-hmm. uh, raising money for education in Colorado. So he's, he's on the benefit tour right now.
0: Well, on a, on a non-snarky note, um, I know I gave, snarky, I gave the snarky answer first, but... Truthfully, like especially in the music scene, and I, the comedy scene is a lot like this too. Where in Denver, it's really special that people work together instead of competing with each other. Like if yes. you go out to LA or New York or Chicago, people are kind of at each other's throats, and art, art is kind of a competition. And it seems like in Denver, people really support each other and they work together. Like in music, everybody plays on each other's albums and like. Uh, People have, you know, up-and-coming bands open their shows even if it's like they know that they're not going to draw a crowd. They just believe in their music. And I think that that's a huge part of the Denver scene is doing benefits, too. Like the Mercury Cafe does basically mostly benefit shows. Yes, they do. They do such amazing things for the community. And I think it's kind of a responsibility at a certain point. When you have, you know, you, when you have the ear of your community, you should do good things. You know, you, if you're gonna have a, if you're gonna be able to fill a room with people, every so often, you should do it for a good cause that isn't self-serving necessarily. So,
2: I mean, no, go on, Josh. I don't think Esme has an ounce of cynicism in her. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, heard it's this very song. true. I mean, it's very, it's, it's very true, and it's, and we're lucky to live in a community that, that views it as such.
1: Yeah, it is interesting. Uh, you know, we've heard this time and time again, this phenomenon that Denver is different in terms of its creative scene, that people don't compete nearly as much here. I mean, I know the comedy mm-hmm. scene's not that way at all. Well, it's,
3: I mean, it's a healthy competition, it's I would say. It's coopetition. A, yeah, yeah exactly. uh, where
1: ah. People are cooperative and they work. I know, I'm sorry, it's an awful word and it was made up by, t- it's like a TED word. Yeah, uh, i was the, t- t- waiting for you to say synergy now or something <laughs> like that. I'm going to communitize engagement <laughs> after this. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, it's a, it's where there's the com- competition, but in a healthy way, where people are still helping each other out. I think that's really beautiful to see, and I, I do think it is something that's unique to Denver that that a lot of communities don't have. Um, so, do you think the benefit thing is also unique to Denver? I mean, the summer.
2: No, no. no? But are these benefits. I mean, people are contributing their artists, contributing their their time and to benefits. Have you not seen like uh, you know Tibetan Freedom Festival? Well, or, sure or, yes or but you
1: don't think you don't think those shows at that level have turned into something that is really it's a facade. Uh, to promote whether those or not brands.
2: it's a facade, who's to say that locally it's not a facade? These, I mean, people are getting well, I can say locally it's not a facade. Like, right, you yeah, that's you don't not, get yeah, any publicity out
3: of it doing benefits. Like, well, I don't think that's a facade, I think that's just a given uh, perk or benefit. Sure, of sure. So, the but I guess,
2: I guess, and, on and the,
0: it's on it's the not same note... And it's not a huge, it's not like the, the press you get from doing a local benefit is not, yeah, I'm not expecting low.
3: a huge, right? It's
2: not bump that that USA for Africa <laughs> for sure, no, but I don't, I guess, I My. so I'm diverging from my point. My point is, Ron, how is it of facade to for for you know an act to perform nationally well it, and I mean, nationally if, you, if you look at the really festival <laughs> to raise awareness for something
1: yeah i suppose i it's it's very similar to the situation like whenever there's a major tragedy i remember i mean hurricane katrina was a great example of where people were just jumping out like we are here to save you and and really it was all just about uh, gaining market share of attention for, the, for these celebrities. And so, so I have a hard time with that. And then the big, the big benefit concerts that you're talking about, I think such a small portion of the money that yeah, they receive yeah. actually goes to the benefit that they're talking about. That's because that the cost of production
2: is so high. I agree. It's not like Mercury Cafe. It's like, we're going to turn the power on. Now, how many
1: in the in those large in those large benefits? Do you think the artists are getting paid, or yes. do you think they're playing? F-
3: well, if it's if it's a concert, they're definitely getting
2: paid.
4: If they, it's, have, they have oh, cost
0: yeah. they have cost that they have sure. to cover. Sure.
2: All right. I'm I'm with Ron. It's bullshit. Well,
4: well but I don't think here, I'm gonna say, I want to say something here too. I think it's totally different on a local level because you have. Um, I mean, you do, we don't have a lot of that money. You've always had performers playing benefits and doing benefits, um, especially for nonprofits and and different kinds of causes like that. But now it's totally changed. We have the internet. It's much Uh easier for people to organize. The cost has dropped. So you can do things like um, rally around a friend much easier than you could before. It would have been impossible. You would have had to put all of this money into getting the venue and, and uh, doing all of the marketing and, and promotions. And we don't have to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Do
1: you do you feel like it's something that you have to do as an artist now that you will be perceived in a certain way if you don't? Do I it can say person? I
3: have to do this show on Saturday. Well, yes, I have no w- way of getting one, out yeah, of this yeah, <laughs> at all. Yeah,
2: you, but that has yeah. to do with your well-being at home. Yeah, the, that's pretty but, much what it is. Yeah. It yes. will, it'll be it'll be a It's rough almost a benefit for you. I, yeah, if
3: I told her she couldn't afford me, then that would have been it. <laughs> would have been a rough go. But
1: how, how about you, Esme?
0: I I I don't think so at all. Actually, I think like my ex used to make fun of me a lot for doing benefit for my, my band Paper Braid does benefits a lot. we used to do a lot more and he just, he would just make fun of me like, Oh, what are you going to do now? You're going to go play a benefit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it was just like, it, I, I don't think it's required at all. I think it's just like, it just depends on how you want to be involved in the public sphere. Yeah. And I don't think it's good or bad to do it either way. It's just like what you're going for.
1: Do you think do you think a benefit is one of those ways that you can actually get people to leave their little tech bubbles and leave their homes and get out and go to a live show? Um, Which I mean, for for comedians and musicians, it's it's becoming really that's that's becoming the business model where you have to get people to show up. You can't charge a lot for an album. Uh, So
0: we're actually playing a benefit. My paper bread is playing a benefit on the 13th of this month which is funny, coming up for... Plug it, plug it. ...for Africade. Africade. Okay. And uh, it's at the Red Line Gallery, which is a really great space, and they're doing all of these bands that are playing, like, three songs each, and it's in conjunction with this art exhibit. So I think that it can be really enriching in a lot of ways. Is like, that's a way to kind of trick people into going to a benefit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, here are all these bands in this art, and then they stop and kind of think about why all of this is happening which i think a lot of times we just want to go and be entertained which i I definitely want to do that sometimes but it's nice in those moments where you kind of stop and look around and have a greater perspective of what art can do in a community and in the global community i know
1: it, it it definitely motivated me i mean i i can't count how many different uh, comedy shows i've i've seen listed i've been invited to and i was like yeah i want to go and then i just I, you know i've got kids it, it's hard when the show tarts starts at 10:30 to mm-hmm. actually make it but this one i was like all right i'm i'm gonna man up and i'm gonna make it happen uh because it was for a cause uh it felt it felt worthy to me to actually you like you change as a consumer. You actually
3: changed your schedule to, i uh, because, i move things around yeah, yes because it didn't just feel like uh, another entertainment yeah, it
1: was, and it and it didn't feel like the situation where oh, I'll catch it next next month mm-hmm. or next week. Uh, it felt like something this I got to do this. Sure. Yeah. So that that's pretty interesting. What were you gonna say, Josh?
2: You, you, you got. I to was gonna out. say my favorite benefit, and maybe Kevin, you can give the backstory on this. Was when the comedians raised money to replace a stolen kid's bike. Oh uh, yeah. I don't know about this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What was it was at it was at uh, about Deer, Deer Pile, Deer yeah. Right, and oh, it was yeah. uh, what Andrews. Kid or
3: no, it was a uh, it was a friend of Andrew and Chris Charpentier's that comes to uh, and it, the, a ton the kid's of bike was, was stolen. It was stolen, and then like in two days they put together a benefit and raised right. enough money and they bought the kid a bike. Right, which is like, which is which is the most like low level community awesome. action. Like it, heard a, it was, a, yeah,
2: right, right. Because so many times it's like the benefits are really you know trying to do these huge
3: for some society, huge. and then it's like, right. it's, and then yeah, it's it could, like this
2: kid. Spike was stolen, and that's shitty.
3: Yeah, that's how cool Denver is that people will, awesome. well, like, they, you don't even need to be doing it for some organization and be like, Oh kid's bike got stolen? Okay, we'll put together a bike yeah, right. show. And like that people come to started. the
0: show be like, let's get that kid a bike. Yeah. Let's yeah. get
3: this get a bike. Yeah, that's great.
0: That's awesome. It's
3: pretty easy to rally rally an audience for an eight year old's bike. Yeah, All right, let's
1: give give us a give us the quick plug again, Kevin, for, for the benefit.
3: It's uh this Saturday at Lodo's Bar and Grill. It's a space right next door, so don't worry. It's not gonna be a bunch of bros uh yelling throughout the whole show. It's an actual designated space. Uh it's gonna be Grapes of Rad which is all the guys from Grolix, and Andy, Andy Jewett, T.J. Miller, and myself. Then tickets are fifteen dollars, and show is at ten o'clock.
1: All right, there you go. So make sure you show up. Uh, let's move on. Uh, this week's episode is brought to you by Illegal Pete's. Uh We're going to take a little break, but when we return, I K Esme more with Esme Patterson. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back.
0: I, I'm a whole eye, so I'm just hungry on the streets of Denver. I've been known to bite a member. Better play you down and look at square in your brown eye. All the phonies hollering can suck my clip. Shit's so legit, you get your dick in a twist for Drink your blood like Hollywood. Ah, suck your soul like Hollywood. Wow. I'm dancing like Bollywood. I got wrath like Pele, you can't it in the melee. I'm a big bad bitch. Yo, you heard what I said? You. Out, on Welcome
1: soldier. back to the Denver Diatribe. That was the song Poonanny Soldier by Harpoon Tang, uh, the musical supergroup comprised of Maria Kohler, a.k.a. Kitty Crimes, Laura Goldhammer, and all three female vocalists from Paperbird, including our guest, Esme Patterson. Oh hi! Hi. Let's let's chat, shall we? <laughs> you're never here anymore. You, you're not. You're you're never never in town. You never call. You never call us anymore. I I just worry. I sit around by the phone and wonder what's happening. I yeah. didn't
0: eat that fruitcake you sent either. I'm sorry. Uh, all right.
2: Well, let's turn into a Garris <laughs> <laughs> Garrison Keeler sketch. <laughs> Garrison
1: Keeler. Real uh, fast. We need yeah. a. We need it's a a sound. Little, it's
3: a little too fast for a Garrison Keeler story. <laughs> <true>. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> gotta slow it down.
1: so so what have you been up to what's going on tell us what's new
0: um well i'm putting out uh the solo record that i've made in the the we recorded it this spring and we're putting it out on the 20th which is my birthday 20th of this month, October. October
1: yeah. 20th, coming out, yeah. coming out here in Colorado, in Colorado. first, mm-hmm. and then and then the rest of the rest of the world gets it on the 20th. It's of It's a November, national
0: right? release on November 20th.
1: Okay, so so you broke up with Paper Bird. What Not happened? Not even,
0: no way. <laughs> the
1: caged bird and it needs no, to fly.
0: No, <laughs> no, I I don't know why people keep assuming that that you know if, if everyone in the band has just like stacks and stacks of songs, they're all really. In the band Paperbird has stacks of songs that are all really... They're all really creative, brilliant people. And I think it's really healthy that everybody kind of go do their own thing and make their own records that they want to do. In the case of Harpoon Tang, you know, the three... The three chicas. Yeah, but, so, we just we have to express ourselves. For we listeners have to talk who talk about horrible, horrible things, so when we get on stage <laughs> in Paper Bird, we don't say any of that. Get it all in out front of, your of system. the
1: kids. Yeah, for for listeners who aren't familiar with Esme or Paper Bird or Harpoon Tang, Harpoon Tang and that song that we just played is not in the slightest bit representative of the the major body of your work
0: right. as an as an, <laughs> as an artist. But it's a real true part yeah of all of us
2: yeah so i've, I've heard your album
0: my my solo album? Your solo
2: album yeah i think it was like one of the first because it was sent to me i'm writing about it for Steel his track you can listen to it on monday yes mm-hmm. on Steel's his track we're gonna be streaming it for a week only yeah jo- but jo- it's very different it's yeah. very different than paper birds so you can definitely see that why you would have these songs and this this style that you needed to get out outside of Mm-hmm. not the confines of Paper Bird, but kind of the confines.
1: Well, Esme, how is it different?
0: Um, well, there, there are a lot of aspects of what I do as a songwriter that kind of in the same way of Harpoon Tang, that it's n- like when I write a song for Paper Bird, I have to think about the fact that everybody in that band has to represent those ideas in the song. Yes. So if it's going to be a song like about weird sex or like really difficult emotional processes that are really dark and scary like i don't want to play that at a festival during the day with seven people having to represent those ideas you know i just there's a lot that i am trying to do on the on the solo record that i i think is either really personal to me or is just stuff that i don't i wouldn't want anyone else to have to have to represent those ideas if that makes sense, it those.
1: makes it makes a lot of sense, and it's yeah.
0: really freeing too, you know, because those are all real parts of the self. You know, we're all complex creatures, and you kind of have to, you got to go to all those places. You have to express all of that.
1: And and so tell me tell me a little bit about how you you were saying I was I was joking about the breakup thing because I think it's really fascinating. I think this is really a new trend. You're sort of pulling from the the rap world, where in the, in the rap world it's perfectly okay for everybody to be on everybody else's album and go do Mm -hmm. their solo thing and then they've got their clicks and they've got their groups Well, it seems like other bands are doing that too i didn't uh but some folks especially folks who are uh big fans of folk music uh they they have this this commitment (laughs) the monogamous relationship of a band uh in their mind and so have you have you been getting a lot of pushback from folks uh very concerned about, oh, are you leaving? what's happening? Why are you breaking up my favorite
0: band? Are you getting well, that sort of reaction um actually that that I mean that's always a that's always a concern, I guess, because paperbird kind of took nine months off last year, yeah, and we were restructuring and came back together with uh much more renewed energy and force, but there was kind of a lull there where we didn't play shows, so I think people were like, we hey, are you breaking up what's going on and we we were really not sure ourselves so yeah. i think during that hiatus so to speak uh, everybody kind of did their own things and i was like this is finally the time that i have to make this record i've always wanted to make cuz i've had these songs on a shelf for years some of them for years and so it was just kind of like it's time to strike for the solo record and i it's been it's been really it's been really, uh, oh, I'm, my brain is just wired on coffee. I'm not Whee! picking the right words. It's but that local roast. It's yeah, that. it's that. <laughs> I never drink coffee. Uh, but it's it's been really positive for me to do this record myself, but it's kind of renewed my energy for Paper Bird because I can, I can express myself and I can play guitar in my own solo thing and be an instrumentalist and, you know, just talk about, you know, really weird stuff that's personal and I don't have to explain it or represent other people's opinions it's just me and then I can go back to the band and you know have a lot of fun being part of a collective and having other people to bounce ideas off of I think it's really important to have those aspects in balance to be a creative person
1: Vanessa's queuing up.
4: Yeah, I'm just gonna go back a few steps for people who might not know the story of Paperbird. Mm-hmm. Um, and can you tell us a little bit about the band when it formed, where you're from? I mean, mm-hmm. we know you're local, but just give us some some backstory on the band. Yeah,
0: Paperbird's been together for about six years, and there are seven people in the band, so it's a big it's a big collective. And we have it, the the music is mainly like i like to describe it as folk music just because it's just like the woody guthrie tradition of talking about things that everyone can relate to and it's like for and by the people and there's a huge community aspect to it which i think is so important and really really beautiful and that band kind of just gets people in the heart in a way that i don't i haven't really seen around as much and i I mean, I I mean, around the country, like it's kind of this ethos that Denver has, that there's a lot of like really heartfelt music coming out of this town. And I feel like Paper Bird really represents that community ethos.
2: It's so much more than folk, though. Yeah, it well, really that's just is. like I mean, people need a
0: people need like a, a point, word right. for it. Our, <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, as as a reference point, our, makes, our hey reverb writer over here, he's gonna he's going I'm not I'm not gonna start uh, you know hyphenating genres to <laughs> try to to try to, <laughs> to, try to describe I it. I kind of like but, it when you but, do uh, it. You know, in, in, in terms of impressions, I, it is. It's it's very deeply rooted in, in folk in 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 a uh, inspired way, but it's it's sound like it, the, the talent that exists in this band is incredible. So it makes sense that each of you would want have so much flowing out that it's got to come out in other ways as well. It's gonna spill of, over outside of paper bird.
1: <laughs> and it's also got to feel really good that you're able to go do your thing and you don't feel like you're having your toes stepped on by what you're doing with them as well. Well,
0: and it's really like there's an <laughs> aspect of that, that that's really comfortable because i've got all my best friends and my sister around me like standing around me on stage and we get just are all contributing at the same time and when i go do my solo project it scares the shit out of me yeah plus you're playing I guitar terrified i'm always like my my drummer ben DeSoto, always it's <laughs> just like see i see him like looking at me from the drum set and my legs shaking and my like you know heels tapping on the floor and I I get terrified he has to like give me a pep talk before the show like you're fine it's gonna be okay but I think it's important as an artist to get this shit scared out of you yeah right because it just keeps you honest and keeps you keeps you hungry in a way, I think that's really important, but it does scare me. Hunger, really bad. hunger,
1: and being having the shit scared out of you—that sounds a lot like being a stand-up comic. Uh, I'm
3: incredibly hungry. I, I was told there'd be burritos. <laughs> I heard this was a sponsored show, and now I just killed my appetite with this coffee. So I guess I'll be fine for the rest of the day. Uh,
1: tell tell us a little bit. Uh, you know, a lot of folks here in Denver, uh, their first introduction to Paper Bird was your collaboration with the Symphony. Uh, uh, how, how was that? I mean, what?
0: Oh, we didn't s- collaborate with the symphony. Um, we collaborated ballet. with the ballet. I'm, ballet I'm sorry, I'm sorry, the
1: ballet. My, oh, my no, apologies. It's okay. they, we
0: would love to do that. Um, but we, we did a collaboration with the Ballet Nouveau Colorado, which is a kind of modern ballet company. And they approached us and asked us if we would want to do, if they could use some of our music from one of our old albums and we were like we'll just write you a new piece we'll so just we do wrote, something new we wrote a whole album's worth of music for them to choreograph a piece to and it blew our minds it completely it, blew my mind. it completely rocked all of our work yeah you, um, went, to see, the you last went to performance. see it you did
2: yeah yeah i saw the last performance and uh as someone whose whose ballet often makes me uncomfortable <laughs> very
1: uh yeah you, you know, i i want to i want to be okay with it but i have a hard time
2: playing. i i i initially was i was watching the band and i was like i can get through this by watching the band and sort of ignoring that these people are doing these ridiculous things in the peripherals <laughs> right but by the end of it by the end of it it, it became such a whole thing you know awesome. that that it, it really uh it I don't know. Introduced me to ballet. I'm not going to go back to ballet with oh, me, I unless, you, say unless you, you a guys a season did. pass or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> like, I hated ballet, but then I went, and I'll tell you yeah. what. Yeah, but I if you guys you it, are doing it, know. or you know, any other band.
0: Well, that was really special too, because Ian Cook was playing. He was. He was. He playing was playing cello.
2: Yeah, and that was actually the first time I saw Paper Bird live. Really. Mm-hmm. Wow. It is. I've heard your music before, but
1: so you've got all these. You've got all these different. Uh, facets of yourself out there got right some now. Irons
0: in the fire.
1: You got lots of irons in the fire. What about uh, whenever you're not making your own music, but you're just enjoying? What what sort of uh, musicians are you really into right now? Are you? I guess hmm. have you noticed there? There's some people that are. I I mean that. Are you into at this very moment, this instant? Mm-hmm. Are you in? Are you in a party music mode? Or are you so, more in like in the emotional um, uh, depths music I, mode? Oh uh,
0: yeah. This I hope this doesn't sound really stupid, but I I'm I really listen to music by season. Yeah, sure. And there are okay. certain records that I'll only listen to in certain seasons. And so now I'm listening to, like, Pink Moon by Nick Drake and Astro Weeks by Van Morrison and, like, fall music. Which is, I mean, pretty con- contemplative, sure. But yeah, uh, yeah. I, you know, I also am obsessed with Frank Ocean who is just yes. blowing my mind. Oh my I had a dream that one of his songs was in the dream the other night like it's he's amazing and you know I I think that oh well I think that you know I don't know I don't have a good answer for that actually. <laughs> I don't know what I think. <laughs> <laughs> I I just I'm kind of like a, I'm a bear with music. I'll eat anything that tastes good.
1: Mm yes. Yes, omnivore. Yeah. So um, so where are you headed next? So you're just you're not in town for very long. You're, you're no. here. You're gracing us with your presence for just well, a few days, and then you're off I'm,
0: again. I'm flying out on Tuesday. Well, it's Monday is the in-store at Twist and Shout, where okay. the, my band is doing the in-store. We're going to have the record. Monday,
1: October 15th.
0: Yes. And then the next morning, I fly out to New Orleans because Paper Bread's playing some shows with our dear friends, the Lumineers. There you go. In the okay. south. Yep. And uh, and which is great because our friend Stealth is in their band and he played on our ballet, so we get to we get to steal him back for four days, and he he can play with us. And then I fly back on the twentieth for the release at for the L two the uh, theater with Ian Cooks opening that show, and it's going to be wonderful. And then I fly back out the next day for Paperbird tour.
1: Back. So lots yeah. of, lots of good times on planes.
0: Yeah, I yeah. love flying on airplanes though, so I don't mind it.
1: All right. Well, uh, do we? You have any other plugs you want to share? Um, we're just about out of time, so we're we're in we're in uh the, the promo fifth, promo mode.
0: Fifteenth of October, the twist and shout. <coughs> um, I might I might even play a cover song, and what I know what? I never do cover songs, but I've been really excited about the idea of singing songs in the perspective of a man that i really like gender bending a lot yeah. and i don't think enough women do that i think men do it and it's cute but i think that there's it's that kind of idea of integration of aspects of self that we're all men and women inside all mixed up together so i might do a, a kinky cover song and then on the 20th is the release with ian cook at the l2 the
1: the birthday party Birth, release yep sweet okay I, Kevin, you got any other – other than other than the benefit on October 13th, do you have anything else you want to plug uh, for yourself?
3: Yeah, I uh, will be on the narrator's storytelling show um, next Thursday, which is the 18th at Deer Pile above Studio City, City. Yep. That's at 8 o'clock. <clears throat> then after that show, I am doing a comedy variety show with my friend Jordan Dahl that same night at Deer Pile as well. Both shows are free. And then on the 21st uh, on Sunday, arguments and grievances, comedy debates at the Vine Street Pub, also on Mile High Sci-Fi at the end of the month. We were doing Night of the Living Dead, which is at Denver Film Center, and I believe I'm guest hosting the Squire Lounge Open Mic later this month. Well, I and,
4: and I think he just agreed to do our Love and Hate Fest. Yeah,
3: oh, it sounds right. like yeah. he's going to be I doing Love and Hate well. Fest.
4: Which is October 23rd. Um, yes. Have we announced at all?
1: We we, we brought it up last week, okay. yeah. Uh, we, we can bring it up more. Go on, Vanessa. So,
4: so Love and Hate Fest, October 23rd, uh, in conjunction with Illegal Pete's at Illegal Pete's Downtown, Denver, uh, 6 to 9. And our love and hate fest this year, we're not going to make you sit through an entire recording of a podcast. You know, how,
1: you know how podcasts, they do the live thing and they have like a pre-party or an after-party? We said, fuck it, let's just do the party.
4: Right, right. But we are going to have entertainment. <laughs> uh, we are going to be doing um, something in the vein of, if not exactly like uh, dramatic readings of Yelp. And we'll be having uh, local celebrities such as Kevin, and I believe we also confirmed Nathan Lund, another local comedian.
3: You're being generous calling him a celebrity. That guy's (laughs) that guy's small potatoes.
2: <laughs> yeah, a big shot like I'm me have to have to pick him up and bathe him.
3: Yeah, that's he, that's I actually in his writer. Yeah. Uh, you have to <laughs> give him a sponge bath before you get him on stage. Yeah,
0: he's about to be a celebrity. He's in a harpoon tang video. He's in the
3: yeah.
1: He's not? in the harp. He is in the video for the song we we heard during the musical break.
3: Oh, I have another plug before I forget. These yeah. things, ma- these things matter. Podcasts. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm yeah, using these... your podcast to plug mine.
1: Yeah, right, that's fine. Like we.
3: Exactly. Yeah.
4: I won't
1: I stuck won't stuck lie. Stuck I, I love I love your podcast and I listen to it constantly. Yeah, so I, I awesome. won't lie. Thanks, so. I
4: wait, one more thing. We need our listeners to send us loves and hates. We also need you to calm down to uh, illegal Pete's because we're going to be taping loves and hates there. We're
1: going to record them.
4: Uh, for potential um, inclusion in our episode 100, which we'll release sometime shortly after. After
1: the party. The event. Whenever. Uh,
4: but you can also send them by email, or you can uh, call them into our Google Voice line.
1: Which yeah, makes... you can call call in, leave us a voicemail, or you can email them, and then we might get somebody like Kevin to read them in a funny accent.
4: Exactly. <laughs>
1: okay. Okay. Let's move on to love and hate. Uh Kevin, do you have a, a Denver love or a hate you'd like to I share? I have both. Oh, bring it on.
3: <laughs> uh, my, first, my love, I uh, love the Denver comedy community, uh, yeah. especially everything that's been going on with my girlfriend, Mara. They've been incredibly supportive. I'm constantly blown away. Like All the all the people I get to perform with are my, some of my best friends, and they just keep raising the bar on being good people. Uh, so I have all the love in my heart for all the comedians, performers, and around all the time. My hate, though. Uh, there's this guy that's at Bardo's Coffee Shop all the time. If you see this dude, he's, like, pushing 40, but he dresses like a 12-year-old from, like, 1998. Like, he's got, like, the baggy (laughs) jeans and, like, the dumb shoes, and he's always carrying a skateboard. This guy was the biggest dick to me uh, a few (laughs) weeks ago. I asked if I could share his table, and he was being a jerk about it. I sit down, he got up, and then he said, enjoy it. And then I go, okay, thanks. And he goes, you wanted it bad enough. And then went and sat, like, on a couch. And then two days later, I saw him there again, and he's just hanging out. He's not even doing anything. He's just going around mean-mugging people and shooting the shit with the barista. I hate that guy, and that's my hate. If you see him, tell him Kevin O'Brien hates him. That's what Smack him. Yeah.
1: Smackdown. All right. Vanessa.
4: Uh, I'm going to give some love to – it's not in Denver, but it's close. Well – Two, two hours away, the Chico Basin Ranch. Okay. Uh, it is a uh, it's a conservation easement that's held by the state, but it's a cattle ranch. And last Saturday they did um, a concert, Corblund, who is and the Hurt and Albertans. It's country music, uh-huh. uh, kind of alt country. Um, it was a benefit for their education program. They're an aviary conservation kind of thing. I don't know exactly what it is, but it was a great time. We camped there. Um, and they do two or three of these kind of camping shows every year that support their education programs they're done for this year, but I highly recommend going next year
2: okay, great, Josh you got to? I concur <laughs> that was that was the best uh show experience I've had all all year, probably sweet yeah so, so um, but wait, my wait, love my love this yeah. this week is um on a serious note it's it's for the the Facebook page missing uh, Jessica Ridgeway from Westminster, Colorado. And I'm loving on it because uh, it's it's really the use of Facebook in this way has really been a an organizing tool for for searching and and uh, anyway yeah Sorry. right
1: we've sort we've sort of shied away from we it did. because it's not really a, it's not and it's not in our wheelhouse to talk about those things and it's also fast moving news so uh, we didn't want to go and put out some an announcement about what's happening uh, things could be changing as we're doing the podcast right now so we're sort of shying away from it but we did want – Josh wanted to give a little love to the Facebook page. It's just page. great
2: to see Facebook used in that way, and I'm not sure in the end how helpful it really might be. But, but um, the people that are behind it are clearly doing a great job, and there's lots of people volunteering time and flyers.
1: And a bare minimum flyers of flyers. Therapeutic. And,
2: yeah, yeah, it's a good thing.
1: Esme, do you have a love or love or hate for us?
0: Um, I have a hate. Oh. Uh, yep, yeah, I do. That I really hate the new Nuggets away uniforms. Uh, oh my god, I like, hate them. We were already kicking ourselves in the nuts with the neck tattoos, and now we just look even goofier.
1: Yeah, we look like Lakers. Yeah, we which is like... the
0: worst thing you could look like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm.
1: I have. I have a retracted hate turned a uh, hate turned love. Um, right in my. I live in uh, the. Um, Washington Virginia Vale neighborhood. Nobody knows where I live. It's, I not know where that is. You know where that is, yeah? Right? There you I've go. Been stalking outside your house. Yeah, awesome. There you go. Right by George Washington High School. Right by the Hobby Lobby, if you will. Uh, that section of Monaco is finally getting uh, is getting some renovation done, and uh, Denver, the city uh, folks had come out and they had done work on the the intersections, right on the corners of the sidewalks, and they. You know, they have like pipes and things just sticking out of the ground, and then they just poured, they just, it's like they shoveled a big pile of asphalt. They didn't even pack it down, they just put a big pile of asphalt on all the street corners. And I have to walk by this over this every day with my daughters to get them to school. And I was like, you bastards, I, what is this crap? Well, what it is, is that they are replacing the street lights. Uh, and that was just phase one of the project, and I didn't. I thought this was their their quick fix and the they was, final <laughs> solution. It was the final that they just they're like, yeah, we fixed it, we we're done. It's good enough. Let's go. But no, it's actually, in fact, a temporary fix because they're replacing the streetlights with these fancy, fabulous streetlights that'll be smart and uh, will change at night whenever you're the only person at the intersection. So. I'm sorry I
2: hated on you. You lost me during that whole thing. I'm just going <laughs> to say yeah, That's the
3: epitome of, like, a mad white guy thing. Yeah. That it, was like, tough. Wait to, like, way to air your a goddamn
2: city? not even finish, and it's like, he does,
3: <laughs> doesn't even know what's really going on, it just, <laughs> yeah, out, like, it was just so, upset about nothing. i got to take my kids to school, and there's a pipe sticking out of the goddamn <laughs> ground a, and they there.
1: They had an orange cone buried in the ground upside down, and I'm like, what is this crap? You... Yeah. And These then, idiots,
3: and then yeah, and then they're actually lighting up the streets, so they're actually really safe in the neighborhood. They're helping things out
1: yeah. considerably, yeah, and making it really fabulous.
2: Asshole, suburban jerk.
1: Once again, you wrote the letters, hate...
3: didn't you? And that's how you found out.
2: You found out because you had a letter-writing
3: campaign, and you're like, you're like, hey, asshole, why don't you
0: take yeah. it down or not? Yeah, they
1: informed. They informed me via my Facebook page. Yeah,
0: oh, yeah well.
1: yep, and once again, my hate is on me. So there you go. All right. Well, Well, that's about all the love and hate we have for this week. If you'd like to share a little of your own love and hate, please leave us a brief message at 720 282 YELL. That's 720 282 9355. Our theme music is by TJ Miller from his extended play EP, and our web hosting is provided by BlueChannel.com. for more information about Denver Diatribe or any of our guests, check out our website denverdiatribe.com or search for Denver Diatribe on Twitter or Facebook. I'm Ron Doyle on behalf of my co-hosts and guests.
3: Thanks for listening. Heard the birds at the words Denver, high
2: average income, prolific spenders, affordable housing, good money lenders, low
0: obesity, no need for suspenders. Check your calendar.